welcome back to the third in a series of three podcast episodes about what to do about your welcome series. I've already talked about what a welcome series is, why they're important, how it's different than a nurture series. You haven't unpacked those things or you're just joining me, go back and listen to the two previous episodes. You don't have to listen to them before you listen to this episode if you're just jumping in here. But I've talked about mistakes to make, mistakes to avoid in your welcome series and also how to create a welcome series intentionally and on purpose so that it's strategic and it leads people exactly where you want to go and you don't lose them along the way. Remember, a strategic welcome sequence is designed to keep people with you so you can eventually convert them or shift them into customers, clients, students. And if you've gone to all the trouble of making a quiz, a lead magnet, a training, a something that people download and they get into your world and you've you've like worked really hard to make that, you want to keep them around. And that's what we do with your email welcome series. We've got them in your real estate. They're not just followers on a social media platform, but now we have to begin to welcome them and make them feel at home. Is this the right place for me? Do I feel comfortable with you? Are you potentially a person for me? So that's all of the stuff I unpacked in the two previous episodes, which would be episode 195 and 196. So go back and listen if you are just joining and are like, what the hell are we talking about here? But let's talk today tactics. Now, I am a super tactical person and I love tactics because they're so actionable to me and you can start to cross them off the list and you can like measure what's working and what's not working. So today I'm going to cover three big things today. First, I'm going to cover like what a five series welcome sequence could look like. I'm also going to cover my favorite thing to include. That's kind of like the secret thing that when I learned this idea, I was like, why didn't I think of this earlier? And then I'm going to talk about calls to action in your actual emails today. So we have a lot to cover. Let's dive in. Now, last week, I asked you to think strategically about where you're leading people. Uh, Eventually, what is it that you want them to do, know, feel, understand, think, etc. And if you haven't done that yet, You want to do that before you start diving into the tactics. So a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about today will be dependent on the strategy that you created last week. So where are you leading them and what do they need to know? What do they need to believe? What do they need to think? But here's how it actually breaks down. Once you've made your plan, this is what the actual emails could look like. Again, there are no one right way to do this. So take what I'm saying and make it your own use or adapt it. Email zero is how I like to call this one. Basically, this is day zero. The minute that somebody downloads something from you, they need to get an immediate email from you. In your email service provider, it's probably called day zero. But this is the thing that have, that, that goes to their inbox. A lot of people will provide the thing that was downloaded right on the thank you page I suggest you actually don't provide it there because then it doesn't give anybody an incentive to go open your email and find the thing that they wanted, that they wanted so badly that they exchanged their email address for it. So if you're using your thank you page to give the thing away, you might be losing the opportunity to develop a longer term relationship with the person in the inbox. The other thing is your thank you page after somebody downloads your thing. Uh, That's great real estate. What are you doing on there? My suggestion is to have some action like, you know, follow me here or listen to this podcast. But really what you want them to do is go get their thing in their inbox because then that moves you into their main inbox and they're interacting with it. So that is day zero. 
Then email one. How many days later do you want this to be? That's up to you. I like to remind people pretty quickly, hey, you downloaded this thing, but you want to give them the thing again because life is lifey and people get overwhelmed and they might not remember who the heck you are. So on day one, basically, imagine like right after or email one, you want to give them the thing again and you want to kind of unpack the benefits of why they want to open and use this thing. My favorite thing is to remind them who you are and why you are there in their inbox, why they downloaded this thing. Give them the thing again. You could even give it to them at the top of the email and the bottom of the email. You also could talk here in this email about a quick insight to make using this thing easier, whether it is a training or an audio or a PDF or an ebook or whatever. Talk about why they downloaded it, right? Like really speak their language, but let them know what the benefits, the immediate benefits, not the three weeks from now benefits, but the immediate benefits are of using this. So that's email one. You get to decide how many days after they downloaded it, they get that email one. Email two, think about this email as the value impact. What I like to do in email two is provide a nugget from inside the lead magnet or the training that they already downloaded. Pull out something impactful. This could be something that they missed the first time they looked at it, or maybe a lot of people miss it, or it's so very nuanced, or it's so important that you want to highlight it here. Or another thing that could happen is sometimes you have a lead magnet and people might be confused about how to apply it or use it for themselves. Another thing that people love is an example like, oh, in the in the training or the lead magnet, you might have noticed X. And something that really helps with people is an example of X. So here's my favorite example of X. Or they need something reiterated in different language. In a longer welcome series, you can use more of these to engage your people, but it's like you've delivered them value with the thing that they downloaded, and now you're continuing to offer value by like bringing it right to them. The value is not just the information. The value is that you're curating it for them and delivering it right to them on a silver platter coming into their inbox. So that is a great way for email two to impact. Notice you're not like giving away all the hows again. You're not even giving them different information. You're just saying, hey, here's a new way to think about this thing or something you might've missed in this thing you already downloaded. Email three is a time to connect. Connecting is obviously really important. That's why we're having this welcome series. We're trying to connect with this human on the other side of our our computer. And A great way to do that is with a relatable pain point, maybe talking about a relatable issue, challenge, or struggle that they're having and creating that marketing mirror that I always talk about, letting themselves see themselves in this email, maybe with a story or an anecdote. This helps them understand that you get them, like you understand them, you are an expert, you're an authority, you know what you're doing, you've worked with a lot of people who have this same issue. I would make this story-based because story-based things really keep people engaged. And I would also, you another thing you could do is discuss why this, this lead magnet or this training was created in the first place. Like, why did you create it to help people like them? That lets them learn a little bit about you and your mission, but also gives them a sense of connection and reminds them you're a human. And the last thing that this email does is it shows them that that value isn't always about like the how-tos or here's a nugget. Value is often just connection through a story or an anecdote. Email four, 
This is where I like to infuse some social proof. This could be a case study, a brief case study, or a a story of a client, or a win of a client, or an example of where your system or your lead magnet or your work impacts other people. Now, your lead magnet, if that's what they've downloaded, is likely step zero or one of your entire system or approach. You want to give people hope that beyond step zero or one, there's a potential for them to achieve their goal. A client or a success story, or even your own success story, can help them here to engage with the potential for what's to come and keep them coming back for more because having social proof or a testimonial that this worked for somebody else helps them shift the belief that it might be possible for them. Because remember, we don't know what kind of journey your person has already been on and helping them see that in real life, this works can keep them coming back for more. And lastly, email five. This could be a hidden gem inside, way deep inside your your lead magnet or your training or something that you find people need reminders about because like it's the first thing to go out of their brain, even though you know how foundational it is. The other thing that you can do with this fifth email is present a secret, say fourth tip. Like if your lead magnet was like the three things you need to do to blah, 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 you could give them a secret fourth tip that you would love to share with them at this point. You could also include more about your own journey or this email could lead to an offer of some type. There's so many ways that you could go here and I've given you a ton of ideas here, but that is a general overview of how to create five juicy emails that help your people feel like, yeah, I I wanna sit down and have a cup of coffee with this person and I love their vibe, I love their personality, I'm getting a sense of who they are and they're not making it all about themselves. I really feel seen, I really feel understood. Now, other things that you can include in your welcome series, you can include a full email about your own journey. I would do that later in the welcome series because remember, they're not quite that interested in you yet, but I would also include some kind of takeaway or value that they can use. One of the things I see people doing in their welcome sequences is freebie after freebie after freebie after freebie. And again, what that does is first of all, it overwhelms people with more information. They might not need more information if they might not even have taken action on the first piece of information that they downloaded. And it gives you like you're kind of, um, you know, showing all of your cards really early when in a nurture sequence, if you have more freebies, you can give it to them later on when they might be more ready for it. Another thing you can include in your welcome series beyond what I've already talked about is a limited time offer that's aligned with the problem that your lead magnet or training solved for. You could lead them to a video series or a podcast series or even just your general podcast to learn more about the topic that you're covering. So for example, if I had a lead magnet that was say an outline of how to write a welcome series, I might lead them to this podcast series so that they could get to know my voice a little bit more and they could see me in action. Obviously, you can also lead them to a one-to-one offer. So your, you know, your group thing, your digital thing, sure, of course, but also group one-to-one offers are a great place to show up in your welcome series at more toward the end and give them an opportunity to get on a call with you. This used to be the like kind of typical way that a, a series would go. You would wind up with, I invite you to a call. People are a lot less likely to get on a call. So you might not find that it's as efficacious for you, but you can certainly give it a shot. And if it's not working, if people aren't converting to that, you might want to rethink that piece of your welcome series rather than rethinking your whole welcome series. Okay, I told you I was going to share my favorite secret idea. 
which is what if you look back at the emails that you've already sent to your list or even social posts that have really performed well and turn them into emails? When you have something that people have opened and loved, how can it potentially work inside your welcome series? Remember, these people are new to you. They've never seen your stuff before. So if you have an email from like a year ago or six months ago or even two years ago that you love and you could tweak and shape into something to work for your welcome series, use that. In fact, you could go back into your email and see what has performed well and pull out as many of those as possible. And it could be just a longer welcome series. You've already got them done. Just massage them and repurpose them here. I, you know how much I love repurposing. So I love that as a secret strategy that tells you you don't have to always start from scratch. And the last thing I really wanted to talk today tactically, because today's all about tactics, what are your calls to action? Now, everybody thinks that they need sell, sell, sell as the call to action. There's tons of calls to action. I am a huge fan of one focus, one topic, one CTA per email. Like I told you back in episode 195, where I was talking about the problems that I'm seeing with welcome series, I have received welcome series that have five, six, seven calls to action. All that does is confuse and overwhelm your people. And they're like, I'm out of here. Nothing is worth me feeling confused. I've got enough confusion and overwhelm in my real life. I don't need it in my inbox. So I'm a big fan of one call to action per email. Of course, there are times where this is not the norm. You can add, you know, sometimes once you get to know your people, you can add something else. But let's talk about what calls to action could look like. Do we know each other on the socials? Why don't you follow me over on TikTok? Why don't you connect with me on LinkedIn? Why don't you watch this reel, right? So you could have those socials, again, as a way to develop your relationship with people. Here's a podcast I was a guest on. Here's a podcast I think you should listen to. Go ahead and link to that. Watch. Here's a short video that I did unpacking the the top three mistakes people are making with X, Y, and Z, right? So people can watch. They can also share. Will you share this? If this message resonates with you, will you share this with somebody who you know is also struggling with the same thing you are? Of course, download, right? Like that's a big one, especially in those first two emails, email zero and email one. Here's the thing, download the thing. (laughs) You gotta download the thing or you can't use the thing. Sometimes you want them to do a thing, take an action. And the action could be like, I'd love for you to write down three ways you'd like to feel about your real estate business, right? I'd like for you to have a five minute meditation with yourself. So taking an action is a call to action. Reply back to me. Tell me what your biggest struggle with, whatever it is that you serve them about. Tell me, and this is like a different version of reply, but like, tell me a story about a time when you blah, 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 blah. It's almost directive. It's very different than reply in terms of the energy that it brings. Of course, there's buy. Yes, there's going to be stuff for them to buy. Of course there is. But also a call to action could be, I want you to think about blah, 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 blah or I want you to consider blah, blah, blah. And actually that's the call to action today. I want you to consider in your welcome series, if you have never created one, how can you take these three podcast episodes, sit down with an open Google doc, an open Word doc, an open notebook, and start to map out your welcome series. I'm gonna tell you a welcome series doesn't happen super quickly. It's not like boom, 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 I'm done. If you haven't tweaked your welcome series in a while, I ask you to consider taking time, carving out a a half day or three hours 
and really taking a look at tweaking your welcome series so that it is more strategic, that you're not making any of the errors I've talked about throughout these three episodes, and that you're using the tactics here so that you keep people along with you. If you've had a cup of coffee with them, you want to have another cup of coffee with them. And maybe that cup of coffee eventually leads to dinner and a deeper relationship. That's what we're doing with your welcome series. That metaphor of the coffee versus the relationship is a really helpful one when we're thinking about your welcome series. I would love to know if you have any questions. So you can always find me on Instagram at Jen Liddy Coach and leave me a DM there. I share everything here in the podcast with my email list. I share it on Instagram and I love unpacking this stuff. So I'll be talking about it there. You can see me over there doing more and more about welcome series. But what would really be so meaningful to me is if you could leave a review and let people know that this podcast exists because one of the things I find that online business owners struggle with is how to get their voice out there in a way that feels authentic, even though a lot of people hate that word, but basically on purpose. I want you to have minimal content and maximum impact. And that's what I'm here to share with you. So thanks for listening. And I would love to hear what you think about this series. I'll talk to you next week when we are diving into how to work with other people to make your content easier. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.